following message was delivered at Bible Baptist Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. Malachi 3 and uh, verse 6, the Bible says, For I, the Lord, I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. I'd like to preach on this subject tonight. Nothing has changed for us. Nothing has changed for us. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. God, thank you being the God, for being the God who is always the same. Father, what a blessing it is to know that when everything around us seems to be changing, you're always the same. And Father, Lord, I, I pray as we consider this subject and other things in relationship to it, Father, may we be challenged to go forward Challenge to go forward with our unchangeable God and His help. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, nothing has changed for us. Our text says, God says, For I am the Lord, I change not. You know, and, and, and folks, that verse means so much more, I think, to us in the days in which we live, where we seem to see everything changing all around us. And sometimes we're not sure. You know, you get up uh, one day and wonder, Well, what's going to be happening today? You know? And, uh, <laughs> and so it's, it's good to know uh, that our God it hasn't changed. As a matter of fact, if you look with me to Hebrews 13, Hebrews chapter 13 and uh, verse 8, Hebrews 13 and 8, this is the New Testament truth as well as Old Testament. Amen. God is the same. In Hebrews 13 and 8, the Bible says, Jesus Christ, who is God, is the same yesterday, today, and uh, forever. But you know, in the midst of all the change and what have you, you know, as a church, we need to ask ourselves this question, but what about us as a church? Have things changed for us? Have things changed for us? Well, you know, I took a, a few moments to jot down a short list of some things we've experienced this year. Uh, we have seen, first of all, we have seen the problem with COVID-19, and many have gotten sick and survived. Amen. What about this? We have seen our church close down for a month because of COVID-19. And then later on, another two weeks. But we're still here. Amen. Uh, we have received, thirdly, we have received a grant from the state of, of North Dakota for $15,000 for improvements to our church because of COVID-19. Amen. We're talking about changes. Amen. Um, Fourthly, we have been able to pay all our bills and seen visitors in spite of COVID-19 and a failing economy. Amen? You know, not every church can say that they can pay their bills and what have you. You know, uh, the Lord has blessed you and blessed us because of you in your faithful giving. And folks, when everything seemed so very uncertain, and it did in many respects, uh, we were able to pay our bills, pay the church bills, Keep the lights on, amen. Keep it nice and warm so people can fall asleep in church, amen. And uh, just pray for the preacher, though. He's got to get it under control, amen. <clears throat> and lastly, and this is not the only thing, but just five things, we have seen a delay in our remodeling plans, but not a defeat of them, amen. We're going forward, nonetheless, looking for the Lord to open the door for us to get the plans on the road and get them done, amen. But... Even though there have been some changes, and not all bad changes. You know, sometimes we imagine, you know, change is hard for us. I, I'm one of those guys that, man, I want it to be the same. 
You know, I don't want to change. I hate when they want to change our schedule at work. And, and I'm one of these guys that doesn't like change. And sometimes we rebel against it. But not all change is bad, amen? Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's necessary. But in reality, some things never, have never, and will never change for us as a church. Our God is an unchangeable God. And there are some things that for us uh, have never and will never change. First of all, some of the, one of the things that should never and will never change is the Lord's commission for us as a church. Come what may, come what goes on. I mean, folks, no matter what happens, uh, when the Lord gave his church, his commission to the first church in Matthew 28, look with me there, Matthew 28 <clears throat> and verse 16, Matthew 28 and uh, verse 16 <clears throat> Here the Bible says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. You know, folks, uh, uh, no matter what's going on, no matter what changes in this world, we still have a, the great commission from God as our own church. Amen. We are not a mission church. We're not a mission work. We are a, a, a self-governing, self-financing uh, local church. And I'll tell you what, we have the great commission for ourselves, and it is a commission that will never change regardless of circumstance. You know, sometimes... Uh, you know, it may, the circumstances may hinder us to some degree, but the commission's the same and the responsibility is the same for our church as well as every uh, local New Testament Baptist church. The commission is the same, amen? And then we need to go forward seeing that we uh, can and should fulfill that great commission. You know, one of the things that we, didn't, that we continue to pay for as well as our missionaries. We haven't missed a beat paying our missionaries as well. And, uh, you know, that's important. You know, they need, they need financing to be able to stay on the mission field to do the work that God wants them to do, to, be, uh, to help fulfill the Great Commission for them and for us. Amen? And so it's important that nothing has changed for us, and particularly in the Lord's Commission uh, for His church. The Bible still uh, got the command of Christ for His church is to go into all the world and preach the gospel uh, to every creature. Look with me to Luke 14. Luke 14, <clears throat> and beginning in verse 15. Luke 14, and beginning in verse 15. <clears throat> Here the Bible says, And when one of the, them that sat at meat with him heard these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then said he unto, them, unto him, A certain man in a great sup, made a great supper and bade many. And uh, sent his servant at supper time to say uh, to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one uh, consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a, a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, <clears throat> and I go to prove them. I pray thee have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife. Well, boy, isn't that a curse. No, I'm, <laughs> I've married a wife. And uh, therefore I cannot come. Uh, so, that, uh, so that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servants, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, 
and bring them in hither, bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. And their servants said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. You know, it's an amazing thing, folks. You know, sometimes we we may get discouraged. We'll invite someone to come to church and they won't come. And they say, oh, I'm going to come. They don't come. We invite someone else to a special meeting. Oh, they're going to come, but they don't come. Folks, we don't quit doing that. We don't uh, say, well, you know what? I guess nobody's going to come. So I'm going to quit being involved with trying to reach a lost and dying world for Christ. We're wrong, folks. You know, the Great Commission's there for us as a church. You're members of this church. The idea is for us to get out and be functioning members, fulfilling the Great Commission, no matter what's going on in the world. You know, do it when you read of the Great Persecutions, During the dark ages, do you realize, folks, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Those were marching orders. The Lord is saying, listen, I've started something that isn't going to stop no matter what the devil does. Amen? And what a blessing when the the very fact that we have the faith that we have is because some, some folks and some churches in the past said, you know what, I don't care what they do to us. We're going to keep doing what the Lord's called us to do, commanded us to do. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Baptize the converts, if you will. Organize them into local congregations so that the faith of God will flourish. The reason we have what we have today is because there were some folks that said, you know, the, the command, uh, the commission from God hasn't changed. Amen. No matter what's going on. And so it will be for us. Even if we begin to face persecution, you know, the Lord says, I am the Lord, I change not, and there's some things that have not changed and will not change. And that is a great commission for us as a church. This leads me to the second thing. The Lord's, not only the Lord's commission for us as a church, but the Lord's command for us to be steadfast as a church. Amen? You know, sometimes we can get, we can uh, suffer difficulties and struggles. You know, when we had to close down the church, you know, the weirdest thing in the world was to stand in an empty building on camera and preach to people who weren't here. Amen. Now, I know there are times when I'm preaching to you and you are here, but you're not here. Um, we're not talking about that. Amen. <laughs> but what we are talking about was the fact that for a month I preached to people who weren't here. Now, I know most of you were at home watching on TV. I was a televangelist for a short time. <laughs> and, but, you know, it was a weird time. But, and, and we talked about, well, you know, should you, Dad, should you, Joel said, well, Dad, do you want to sit in your office? And for a while I thought, yeah, I could almost look studious and spiritual and wonderful. And then I said, no, I can't do that because I'd have to preach sitting down. And the, the thought of preaching sitting down just didn't sit right. So... <laughs> Hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> that was not even planned. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, like most of your humor. But nonetheless, you know what, folks? We went ahead We went ahead and had services, if you will. I got up and I preached anyway. We had church even though we didn't have church. <laughs> Strange as it may seem. But, you know, the Lord, we could have said, well, we're just not going to do it. Now, the, the two weeks recently that we closed services, uh, Joel said to me, well, Dad, what do you want to do? Do you want to sit and, and, and 
and, 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 we'll, and you can talk to us? And I said, no, I'm sick. <laughs> I'm sick. I don't want to do that. You know, the Lord says, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Amen. And, uh, but that doesn't mean when you're sick. I mean, there are times, folks, when, <clears throat> when we have to say, you know, we're just going to have to let it rest. Amen. And, uh, but nonetheless, folks, we tried to be steadfast. We tried to stay by this stuff and to do what the Lord wants us to do. And, you know, <clears throat> I've already been thinking about what are we going to do if they want to try to tell us they're going to close us down. We're not closing the doors. We're not closing the doors. We're going to keep them open. We're going to keep preaching. We're going to keep doing Even if they threaten us. You know, there, was, <clears throat> there have been churches... Around this country, I believe I got an um, email recently in the church email that talked that it was a church in California, and they have been paying fines in California to keep the doors open. And they've kept the doors open, paid the fines, and kept on doing what the Lord wanted them to do. They were steadfast, even at a price. You know, when it comes to us being uh, served as the Lord and doing the Great Commission and being steadfast, it may cost us something to do something. Now, if we have to pay fines, I will defer that to you. Amen. <laughs> you know, I don't know that we'll have to pay fines. You know, Dickinson is a, is a lot less liberal, more conservative than they don't, at least at this point, they don't have any plans to go after churches and do some of these things. We may not face some of this, some of what the rest of the country may face, but what if we do? You know, we, gotta, we have to keep on going, keep on being steadfast to the Lord. In Psalm 55 and 22, Psalm 55 and verse 22. <clears throat> See, he did catch something, the cold. Amen. <laughs> Psalm 55 and uh, verse 22. Here the Bible says, <clears throat> Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. You know, folks, we'll be able to be steadfast as we lean upon the Lord, as we look to the Lord, as we cast our burdens, and, the, and what may very well be difficulties upon uh, the Lord in Psalm 78. Psalm 78. <clears throat> and verse 8, Psalm 78. And verse 8, and might not be... As their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright, and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. You know, we need to be careful about our heart, about our spirit. The Bible says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Being steadfast is important. Look with me to Matthew 25. Matthew 25 and 14. Matthew 25 and verse excuse me, verse 14, for the kingdom of heaven. This is a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them uh, his goods. And of the one he gave five talents to another two and to another one, to every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. Then he that uh, had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had gained, that had received two, he also gained other two. Uh, but he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, <coughs> Lord, uh, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. 
And his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. And folks, you know what? There's joy when we're faithful, when it's tough. You know, sometimes it's difficult to be faithful, to be steadfast to the Lord. But you know, I think there's greater joy sometimes when we're faithful and steadfast during the times that are most difficult. It goes on to say here, And he also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. And as the Lord said unto him, Well done, thou, uh, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou in the joy of thy Lord. And let me say this. The amount of the gain and the increase wasn't as important as the faithfulness behind it. Amen. You know, folks, not everybody is going to be able to to do the same things that other people do and make maybe make strides and gains like other people. But remember this, all of us make gains and increase by the grace of God. We should never compare ourselves with one another. You know, some people do more than others because they're able. God's enabled them and what have you. We ought to just, folks, let's do what we can. Let's do what the Lord wants us to do. And here he says here in verse 24, Then he which had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee, that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. And lo, there, uh, uh, there thou hast that is thine. And his Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to put my money to the, to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. And he says, Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. You know, folks, do, do uh, with, uh, the, use the talents God's given you, use the time God's given you and I, to do what God wants us to, to be steadfast regardless of what's going on around us. And there's always a temptation. There's always a temptation towards slothfulness. You know, one of the things that we need to do, you know, I've been thinking about this, but because of the holiday and what have you, I've held off. But you know what, folks? The weather's been good lately. And it may not always be the 40s. It may be the 30s. But we need to get out and do some canvassing while it's warm. But preacher, it's 35 degrees out. That's not warm yet. You know what? It, it feels warm to me. Because, you know, when I think about what it could be, then I feel all warm and toasty at 35. <laughs> Amen. Now, that doesn't mean everybody's going to be able to do that. But, folks, we're going to try to get out and do some more canvassing, even in this time. And I've thought to myself, well, I know people are still freaking out because of COVID. So what? We'll go out and do it anyway. We'll go out and put it on the door. We'll, out, we'll give them an opportunity to have the gospel at their disposal. And hopefully, Lord will use it. I believe he will. In Colossians chapter 2 and verse 5. Colossians 2 and verse 5. Here the Bible says, For though... For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, as ye so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. You know, folks, there are those who would seek to deceive us 
But you know, if you're grounded, and we ought to, I strive to, to ground, ground you in the truth of the, of the Word of God and your faith. You know, folks, because we're grounded in these truths, we can go on and be steadfast and faithful uh, to the Lord uh, because of that. In 2 Peter chapter th- uh, 3, 2 Peter chapter 3, and looking at verse 17 and 18, you therefore, beloved, seeing that you know these things. Now, you know what? <clears throat> Peter had sought to establish the, the people of the Lord in the faith. As a matter of fact, this is a general epistle written to all Christians and to the churches. He says, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the air of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. Now he's not talking about losing your salvation. We're not cruisematics. We don't believe in, in losing your salvation. But what can happen is we can fall from being steadfast and faithful as we ought to be. We need to, to ask God to help us to be faithful. And as it says here in verse 18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord, Je- Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to Him be uh, glory both now and forever. And this leads me to the last thing tonight. You know what? <clears throat> though the world has changed, and though it is changing, and it may change a whole lot more, we, just as our God, we should not change. Change concerning the Great Commission, concerning our, our steadfastness, and lastly, the Lord's concern for His glory in our church. You know what, folks? To God be the glory. Great things He hath done. And you know what, folks, our little church has seen the Lord do some great things for us. Sometimes I'm amazed at what the Lord does, how the Lord has taken care of you as an individual, how the Lord has taken care of us as a church. And when we could have worried and fretted and said, oh, I, I, you know, we can't do this and we can't do that, the Lord has taken care of us, amen, to his glory for our good and his glory. Look with me to First Chronicles 29, First Chronicles 29. <clears throat> first chronicles 29 verses 10 and 11 you know david was a lover of god and uh, you know he had his problems without doubt and so do we but uh, david loved the lord and expressed it often in his word here in first chronicles 29 and 10 wherefore david blessed the lord before all the congregation You know, the congregation of the wilderness is called the church in the wilderness. And it says, And David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, thou art exalted as head above all. Now David was king in Israel. And it was an amazing thing. The Lord allowed him to continue as the king in Israel, though he had problems. But David, as he is drawing near uh, to the Lord, was sure to give God the glory for his goodness and his care for them as a congregation, them as a nation. And, you know, folks, we have so much to be thankful for and to glory in as a church, as individuals. Glory in our God for his care and taking care of us and helping us to go forward. And and again, if you look with me to John 12, John 12, and 32, John 12, and 32, as we have mentioned several times, we'll mention again in John 12 and 32, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. You know, folks, 
We, we ought to seek to glorify God again, as we've mentioned several times, with our lips, our life, and our love. And as a church, you know what? Though we're small, it doesn't mean that we can't bring honor and glory to our God. Because we can. By the grace of God, we can. And Romans 16 and 25, Romans 16 and 25. <clears throat> Bible says, Now unto him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the the everlasting God, made known unto all nations for the obedience of faith, to the only wise uh, to, to God only wise, be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. And it's interesting as Paul's writing to the church at Rome that they would go through a lot, as we mentioned this morning, that they would go through a lot for the cause of Christ. And many in time to come would suffer horrible deaths to the glory of God in the arena. And you know, folks, the, the glory of God's important. You know, folks, what an amazing thing. You know, I've been watching the, uh, the creation videos again, and I marvel. Sometimes I marvel at the, the information that, that, that he puts out for us, and I marvel at our God, the creative handiwork of our God. God is amazing. Amen? And uh, to God be the glory, great things he's done in our lives personally and our lives collectively as a church in Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3. And I'm done. Ephesians 3. See, amen? You naysayers. No, oh, preacher, I've heard that story before. Done early. Ephesians 3 and 20. I always like to read this verse with 21. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Now, he's writing to a church. I think there's a, an individual application, but he's writing to the church at Ephesus. Unto him, or God be glory in the church, by Christ Jesus, throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Unto him be glory in the church, by Christ Jesus, throughout all ages. And folks, looking back at the ages of the past, what an amazing thing that the church did continue did prevail, even as he said we would. Amen? Now, we don't believe in a universal church, but the local churches and the faith of Christ has continued. People have been steadfast. The church has gone on. And the church, you know, I read sometimes, I read commentaries, and some of the knucklehead things that people say, oh, the church died. And I feel like, to my, I feel like oh, when did it die? When have we had the funeral for the church? Amen? I'm going to tell you what, many died in churches, for churches, for the glory of God, so that you and I would have what we have. And you know what, folks? Maybe some of us will face persecution, maybe even unto the death, throughout all ages, world without end, no matter what the changes. 
throughout all ages. You know, this world has not, we think, wow, the last year, what a bunch of changes. You know, I can't imagine what it would have been like to live, you know what, in the dark ages, people didn't, you know, they didn't have social media. They didn't know what a smartphone was. They didn't know what smart was. <laughs> they lived in hovels. They lived poor. They had little or nothing. And yet, by the grace and power of God, they did great things. They did with what they had sometimes what we don't seem to want to do with what we have. Amen. They had little or nothing, but they saw to it that their world heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Their world and many within that world were saved by the grace of God and then even martyred for the faith of God. Amen? You know, I can't imagine living in those worlds and we think our world is difficult. Really? Wow. We have it, in, in some respects, we have it so easy as Americans. So easy. But to God be the glory that, you know, even if things change in America and we lose our freedom, no one can take our freedom in Christ. No one can take our citizenship from heaven. Amen. No one can take us away from that better country. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about this message, or if you would like information about our church, please visit us online at bbcdickinson.com.